Hello, and thanks for listening to This is Yoga Therapy. I'm your host, Michelle Lawrence. This podcast is a venue for sharing topics in the field of yoga therapy today. Whether you're a yoga teacher, yoga therapist, healthcare provider, or individual with curiosity, this is the place to learn about the latest ideas, personal healing stories, research, and work that is cutting edge and making a difference. While you're here, expect to expand your knowledge on the emerging field that is yoga therapy. In today's episode of This is Yoga Therapy, I had the opportunity to interview yoga therapist and author Jenny Lee. Jenny Lee is a certified yoga therapist who's been in private practice for over 20 years. She specializes in helping clients integrate physical, mental, and spiritual well-being. She is also the author of two award-winning books on yoga, meditation, and spiritual living. True Yoga, Practicing with the Yoga Sutras for Happiness and Spiritual Fulfillment, and Breathing Love, Meditation and Action. Her third book will be published by Sounds True in 2020. When she's not writing or teaching, Jenny enjoys surfing and hiking with her husband near their home in Hawaii. Welcome, Jenny Lee, to This is Yoga Therapy. It's so great to have you here today. Hi, Michelle. Great to be here with you and all of your listeners. Well, thanks. So Jenny, like many yoga teachers and yoga therapists, our own personal suffering led us to yoga and the healing that we found from yoga was transformational. I believe you share a similar story. Can you tell us how you came to yoga and how it helped you? And perhaps that was the inspiration to share it with others? Sure. I was introduced to yoga initially through a very physical practice of power vinyasa many, many years ago in Los Angeles with Brian Kest. So my practice began that way. It was a way that the first way that I really felt like I came home to my body. So that was a healing journey as well, feeling having felt for many years pretty disconnected to my body, just never having a sport or anything that I really connected to physically. So it was something that I really enjoyed from that standpoint, first of all. But it was when I started going through some really difficult times in my marriage and losing a pregnancy and just other losses in my life that I started seeking some answers and some solace. At the time, I was studying both spiritual psychology and I began studying the yoga philosophy and reading texts such as the Bhagavad Gita and the Upanishads and the Yoga Sutras and just really dug into the deeper teachings beyond the physical practices. And it helped me to find my ground again amidst some pretty chaotic times in my life and absolutely was the catalyst for wanting to share it and develop my yoga therapy practice to offer clients the same tools that I found so helpful and so grounding in my healing journey. And it's what I have loved doing ever since then for the past 20 years. So yeah. Mm -hmm. That's great. And I find your approach pretty unique. And I kind of want to speak to that here in the next part of our conversation. You are a yoga teacher, you are a yoga therapist, you're an author and a speaker. So you have many talents. And on your website, you ask these questions to prospective clients, questions like, 
Are you committed to your personal growth? What's holding you back? Do you want to live in fear and anxiety or courage and power? What's your creative gift and purpose? And I'm really struck by these questions as an entry point for individual yoga sessions. They're certainly different than the line of questioning around tell us your injuries and health challenges, for example. Now, both approaches are valid entry points into yoga therapy, but yours speaks to something different and unique. So can you tell us about how you structure your individual sessions and what might one expect from a yoga therapy session with you? Sure. So one of the things I always tell people when I'm doing an initial intake is that there's a a broad range of what a yoga therapist can offer. And just like specializing in any field, we each have the areas of expertise and interest that are most meaningful to us. So there are yoga therapists that focus on those more physically rehabilitative aspects of the practice. And I think that's fantastic. And that's certainly a part of what I do as well, if someone has physical challenges going on. But because of my background in psychology and spirituality, spiritual studies, uh, my approach is very strongly focused on the psycho-spiritual end of the spectrum. And it's my greatest interest is having that conversation about our spiritual nature and how it integrates with our physical experience of being human. And so those questions on the website are an indicator, I think, to prospective clients that what they can expect from a session with me is something beyond just a physical practice or a physical intervention. Of course, being physical beings, we're always going to address physical symptomology. So if there is anxiety present, there's going to be challenges that we'll need to address on a physical level around that anxiety. But I'm always looking beyond the physical experience to what the psycho-spiritual experience is that's underlying that physical experience and really trying to bring forward questions that will help the client begin to do some self-inquiry around what might be out of balance beyond the physical. Mm. So What someone might expect in a session with me would initially be a fair amount of dialogue and a fair amount of questions because I do a really thorough intake on both in my consultation call and also in a first session to just kind of explore holistically that person's whole experience of life. Then we get more specifically into the practices that will address whatever challenges that they're going on. Yeah, that's fabulous. And, you know, I think I said already, it makes you fairly unique, but it's important for our listeners to hear that this type of work is one way to approach yoga therapy and to position yourself as a yoga therapist if this is sort of your style, right? There's many ways in which you can meet the individual where they are and have an entry point for yoga therapy. And I love that you offer it in this way. And certainly, like you said, you could still see someone who may have a knee injury, right? But we're always wanting to look at the whole person. Otherwise, we're kind of fitting ourselves into that mold of the the disease model or the injury model versus the person-centric model that yoga therapy is. 
Right. And I really loved one thing that was said at the conference this year, which was how important it is as yoga therapists that we stop saying things like yoga therapy for condition X, you know, that we say yoga therapy for people who are struggling with condition X, because the therapeutic process is for the person. It's not just for the condition. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And I truly believe that even if the inner components of their experience is not even on their radar, and they're just really focused on the external experience, that it's still an important conversation to have. Now, that being said, not every therapist is going to be comfortable having those conversations. And I think it's really important that everyone stick to the scope of practice that's comfortable for them and not feel like you have to offer everything to everyone. Right. And my forte is really not in the physical realm. So I'm just not going to be the best therapist for certain people. And I'm fine with that. I've really learned to make peace with the fact that I can't be everything to everyone, but that I'm going to be the best at what I can offer. Yeah. So well said, Jenny. Thank you. And I really have been tuned into this language around yoga for a certain condition as well, because I know and we teach that yoga therapy is for the individual and the whole person. And yet sometimes it's easy to just say, oh, yeah, the yoga for cancer part of our training. And that's not really what it's all about. But even in our shorthand description of what it is, I want to change that languaging so that it's reflected throughout the essence of what yoga therapy is. So let's switch gears a little bit and talk about your first book entitled True Yoga, which is such a gift. It delves into the eight limb path of yoga in a way that's so practical and accessible. You offer simple practices to put into action the teachings of yoga. So tell us why this book is important for the everyday reader, but also the yoga teacher and yoga therapist. So that book, True Yoga, came out of my own desire to help my students when I was a teaching in my studio many, many classes and trying to weave the philosophy into everyday classes and give my students an understanding of how to take these practices off their mats and back into their lives and not just let their yoga practice be a sustaining thing for an hour, but for all the hours of every day. And at the time, I really felt that there was a a missing place in the market for an accessible look at the yoga sutras, particularly the section of them that has to do with the eight limb path that Patanjali talks about. And this is such a pragmatic outline that he gives us to understand what these teachings have to do with really the scope of our whole life. I mean, yoga to me is a science of living. So true yoga is really my attempt to share with my students the most practical ways of utilizing the teachings of yoga in every moment of their lives. And the book has exercises and reflective questions and different short practices at the end of each chapter that help students to integrate the material. It's also been really appreciated by teachers and teacher training programs because as teachers are beginning to 
think about this for themselves and how they can weave the, all of this information that they're receiving in trainings into their classes, it gives them a model, a, a really concise outline to theme classes around either a yama or a niyama. It's pragmatic in that way. So it's been well received. <laughs> yeah, really meaningful. And it's exciting to hear how many yoga teachers have embraced it. And I'm curious, what about the yoga therapists? Have they been embracing it too? I know there's such an opportunity to introduce the concepts of the Eightfold Path to our clients in a yoga therapy setting as part of the session, right? And I'm sure you do that. Are you seeing others do that as well? Absolutely. I know many um, yoga therapists who take chapters and use them as kind of a jumping off point for a session with a client. And um, I actually had a client recently ask me to go chapter by chapter with her through the book as our kind of foundation for our, our sessions together, which is going to be really fun. Yeah, maybe that will be the catalyst for some new applications of the book. So let's talk about your your second book, Breathing Love. And the importance of understanding your life's purpose. Can you tell us why are love and life's purpose inextricably linked? And how can one help understand their own life's purpose? <laughs> the biggest questions in, in my book, <laughs> ones I always love to touch upon. And um, the reason I wrote Breathing Love was as a real deeper dive into the practice of self-reflection and devotion, obviously the last two niyamas, uh, Swadhyaya and Ishvara Pranidhana. So breathing love, meditation in action, really came from my desire to help people think through the ways in which they can take their meditation practice beyond the cushion. So in the same way we were talking about true yoga, taking their yoga practice off the mat, well, yoga, meditation, all the same thing to me, obviously. It's all part of that eight-limb path. But really looking at how do we connect to that deeper source of love? We often look for love outwardly, but meditation to me is the practice that anchors me to love inwardly. It's what reconnects me to the source of love, that energy which sustains and harmonizes the universe. It is also what keeps me on track in terms of what I consider to be my highest purpose, and I believe really collectively is our highest purpose as human beings, which is to learn love at its highest level, to live love, to breathe love, to be love, and to offer love into the world, which so desperately is crying for it right now in so many ways. So as people are exploring their individual sense of purpose, there is no greater foundation than to connect to that source of love, that infinite love that lives within each one of us, that is the fabric of our very being. And from there, we can then really sense our personal way, our unique way of expressing that in the world. And that would be considered our dharma or our purpose. Hmm, so beautiful. So let's talk about the meditation piece a little bit from this book. Obviously, there's been a lot of research around the health benefits of meditation, and people are more and more aware that they, quote unquote, should be meditating or something like that. And so in this book, do you offer some practical guidance on those who really want to start a meditation practice, both on the cushion and then out in the world, like you say? 
It does. Similarly to true yoga, at the end of each chapter, there are short practices and reflective questions, which help anchor the material for the reader into how they can integrate it into their daily lives. So I feel that there's a great interest in meditation, but people have a hard time getting started with it or really understanding its relevance. Sometimes they can know that they should quote do it. But what I'm trying to really help them establish is that desire, that understanding of why this is so fundamentally sustaining for us, so nurturing to our spirits, uh, that daily practice of even the shortest sit or the shortest moment of connecting to love through the breath can be really grounding and really enriching and centering for the choices that we have to make and the interactions that we have to have with various people, not all of which are easy, as we know. And so I try to give short, pragmatic exercises that people can utilize. I have several therapists actually who have been keeping the book on their desk and offering some of the short practices at the end of their sessions. Psychotherapists, I should clarify that, not yoga therapists as well, but psychotherapists who after a a dialogue session with a client are offering some of these short meditation practices with their clients at the end of a session. Mm, That's excellent. And what a nice way to kind of reframe the I should meditate into the curiosity of finding your true nature, right? And wanting to meditate in that reconnect to source, like you say. Absolutely. So I understand that you're working on a third book soon to be released by Sounds True, and that's very exciting. Are you able to give us a little preview on what that book is about and when it will be released? Thanks for asking. Yeah, I'm very excited about book number three and becoming a Sounds True author. The book will come out in October of 2020, so a little over a year from now, which is a long time to wait for me. I just turned in the first draft of the manuscript, so I can't say too much about it. We don't have a title on it yet, but I will say that it is a further exploration of Swadhyaya or self-reflection, that introspective practice of really studying both small self and higher self through the lens of sacred scripture and personal inquiry. And yeah, so I guess that's about all I can say right now, but it's going to be a lot of fun and very interactive for the reader. Great. I look forward to it too. And it's just so amazing to see all the work that you've done in such a short period of time on the previous two books and now the forthcoming one. And It really speaks to me that you are someone who is definitely doing the work, right? And have fully understood your life's purpose and have stepped into it and are putting forth just such amazing stuff. So finally, and I like to ask this question of each of our guests, in our training programs at Inner Peace Yoga Therapy, We teach our students who are studying to become yoga therapists that one of the key pillars to doing the work of a yoga therapist is to first have your own steady daily sadhana or spiritual practice. This sets the foundation and comes before holding space and doing any work with others. And I'm certain that you've cultivated your own steady sadhana for many years, and most likely it's evolved over time too. Can you tell us what your daily sadhana looks like? 
Sure. And it does evolve, you're right, over the years as we do. So um, that's important for students and listeners to know that it doesn't always have to be the same. However, the consistency, which you mentioned earlier, is what's most important. And I agree, Michelle, that the having a personal practice is absolutely fundamental and essential for us as yoga therapists in order to show up as our best servants to our clients. One of the things that I do each morning during my meditation, and I'll talk about exactly what that looks like in a second, but is to ask for attunement to my highest guidance, to my intuition, to be able to offer my clients what they most need so that I don't come in with a preconceived agenda, but that I can really meet them and see them as they are in that moment, even if I've seen them the day before. So my daily practice consists of about 15 to 20 minutes of physical movement, just to, it's a process of energy management that I have learned through Paramahansa Yogananda's writings. And then I do about a 30 to 45 minute meditation, which is focused with breath. So a pranayama practice, a visualization, and a mantra is included in that. And I follow the techniques, again, that Paramahansa Yogananda writes about in his lessons. So that's been really helpful for me to have a consistent routine. And then occasionally I have the opportunity to sit for a two or three hour session with a group that I'm involved with here on the island. So that's lovely as well. Hmm. Well, thanks for sharing all of that with us, Jenny. It's really great to hear your perspectives and to share with our listeners the books that you've written and the work that you're doing and what's to come yet. I really enjoyed talking with you today. Thank you, Michelle. It was really great to talk with you as well. And thanks for all the wonderful work that you're doing, um, training yoga therapists in the coming up. Yeah, so it's just wonderful. Thank you. To learn more about Jenny Lee, visit JennyLeeYogaTherapy.com. That's J-E-N-N-I-E-L-E-E-Y-O-G-A-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y.com. This has been a production of Inner Peace Yoga Therapy. To learn more about us, visit InnerPeaceYogaTherapy.com. And by the way, The music that you're hearing today is from the John Stickley Trio.